0: Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host Justin C. Joined today by my co-host, the Chairman Stephen Vincent. Uh, chairman able to make it with us again this week. Uh, a lot to talk about over this last week that we did not record this past weekend. It's like we recorded on what I think Chairman and I recorded on Thursday on payback about payback, and then it seemed like 48 hours later everything changed and went crazy. And of course, the big story coming out of the last few days is. CM Punk being fired with cause by AEW uh, after the backstage incident that we talked about last week with CM Punk and Jack Perry. Uh, Apparently they reached a decision and talked to outside counsel and found enough, I guess, cause to go ahead and fire CM Punk. Uh, Tony Khan addressed the crowd before collision talking about how he, this was the first time he's ever felt his life threatened, um, you know, or life at risk, whatever he said, was that he said uh, during this incident. Uh, did is was not well received from the Chicago crowd uh, but you know he went out there and did it and now CM Punk is no longer a member of the AEW company roster whatever you want to say I mean it feels like things were kind of trending this way after the most recent incident and all the stuff that apparently was going on backstage you know uh, during the tapings for collision I don't know I feel like there's still so many stories out there that we don't know what exactly is true and what's not. I mean, you've seen the Dave Meltzer's and Brian Alvarez of the world saying they've been too kind to punk. And apparently the stuff punk has done, I'm, Will ready to take that with a grain of salt because I think they're mouthpieces for Kenny Omega and the Bucks And you've seen some of, you know, CM Punk's people like Nick Houseman talk about how there was meetings with the elite scheduled, but apparently that wasn't true according to other people. And I'm willing to take that with a grain of salt because he's pretty much CM Punk's mouthpiece piece. So I feel like at some point everything's going to come out. And I know CM Punk has been talking about him doing an interview about it. So who the hell knows? I I got a little bit of a chuckle when Tony Khan said uh, this is the first time he ever felt his life was at risk or threatened or in danger. I'm just like, come on, dude, really? Like, I don't know. I'm sure things escalated and sure things got tense, but I don't think your life was ever at any point in danger or anything. I mean, sure, it might have been an unsafe working environment if you believe the stories about monitors being thrown around goes, but I'm not exactly willing to say that's putting somebody's life at risk, but chairman what are your thoughts when you read all this stuff coming out
1: um i was definitely shocked that they actually went through with the termination of pepsi phil like i was like wow that's ballsy because you know you have your big shows in chicago obviously we all know that's where pepsi phil is from and he has this crazy loyal fan base there so i was like okay the crowd reactions will be interesting But I wasn't giving up WWE payback to watch uh, AEW Collision, and I'm not paying fifty bucks to watch an AEW pay per view ever. So Tony Khan, get on a streaming service like everybody else, and yeah. But anyways, that's another conversation for another time. But um, you mean, obviously, if you go on X, you hear every single story out there that you know they were supposed to have a meeting with the elite, and the elite broke off talks or something. I guess they were supposed to make up or. Apparently Pepsi Phil got abandoned and had to find his own way to the arena or back from the arena. I mean, it's it's a shit show. Um, The direction of the company will be interesting going forward. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people at AEW that are probably happy that he's gone. It might be for the best, all honesty, especially with Kenny and the Bucks kind of pulling a lot of the strings over there. I'm sure Jungle Boy is ecstatic. And now everyone's saying he's the most important pillar in AEW because he got rid of Pepsi Phil um it's just crazy times and yet you know if you all don't remember he he is the number one merch mover in AEW, pepsi phil so there's probably a lot of merchandise they have to blow out so you probably get some deals if you look anytime soon if they can still sell it i don't know how that works but uh you know of course now the rumors are starting up already that survivor series is in chicago and here we go wwe and pepsi phil reunion tour it's like oh fuck we got three months ago almost a little under three months before survivor series now we're gonna have to listen to the smart marks on the internet going every day pepsi phil going to wwe and it's like pump the brakes kids he ain't going there probably because a triple h they don't get along Seth Rollins literally called him a cancer just a few months ago uh roman reigns said he don't want to work with him and obviously those are like three very influential people but of course wwe has made offenses a lot of people in the past so you know Sometimes it's worth doing business, but of course, this is a watch we're going to have to do. I think I did read a report of someone like asking Tony Khan about his no-complete cause, and he kind of made a stupid face, so we'll be interested to see where he pops up, if at all, or if he just kind of goes back under a rock, but we're all officially on Pepsi Phil watch
0: yeah, you're never gonna get a straight answer out of Tony Khan about anything. I saw some of the media stuff that he did and you asked him about that. He could never give a straight answer, even like the last time. I mean that was that's what happened with the big Ariel Helwani blow up, is that, you know, Ariel Helwani said it was like the worst interview he's ever done because Tony Khan kept skirting questions and not answering things fully, and then that led to that big thing with uh, you know, uh, I forgot what exactly it was that P- Tony Khan calling out Ariel Hawani for not being a smart or like a buyer, a fair journalist because he had that WWE show. And then that led to Michael Cole dunking on him. Uh, Michael Cole even threw in some shots this week on Raw when he's talking about Cody being a former EVP to get things done. And then talking about how Miz lunged at the fake John Cena during the or during the no John Cena that was there during the John Cena Miz TV segment. Yeah, obviously, like you said, it's CM Punk watching out in the WWE. There was a report out that said that when the last time he was on a hiatus from AEW, he actually had a proposal to come back to the WWE where he would get into the Royal Rumble and then get eliminated by the person that would be his WrestleMania opponent. Apparently, the proposal was Kevin Owens. Um, you know, Obviously, that'd be a fun match, but you know, obviously never went anywhere because CM Punk went back to AEW. I mean, I'm willing to say it's open that CM Punk could come back to WWE. I mean, it's one of those things where like you said, it's never say never. They've mended fences with pretty much almost everyone uh at some point down at you know down the line whether it was Bret Hart, Ultimate Warrior, I mean, Goldberg came back after his horrendous run in 2003-2004. Brock Lesnar, obviously one of those guys. So there's definitely fence you can't say they've never not done it with. I mean, I'm trying to think even off the top of my head, people they've never mended fences with. I mean, but it's tough to think of somebody actually right now off the top of my head. Um, but it's always out there. Uh, you know, like you said, Survivor Series is in Chicago. Uh, so that is you know, obviously a, a point to look at. And if you want to even consider if they have a 90-day release clause probably would be pretty close it'd be pretty close to the end of it i don't think it would be exactly 90 days but it would be pretty close so who knows there obviously like you said we're going to be here they're hearing about it now probably once or twice a week that oh so and so says cm punk could come back i mean obviously it would be business it would be ratings i could see him even doing something like a part-time schedule where he's not around full time uh you know there's a reason probably you know there's a brand split now so you can Put people that you don't want from to work with CM Punk on different shows. Who the hell knows? But it's there. Is the opportunities there? I mean, WWE is a little bit more, I think, structured than AEW, where I don't think CM Punk would be able to get away with nearly as much stuff as he did with AEW. And if you even tried to talk back to somebody like a Triple H or a Nick Khan or Bruce Pritchard, I probably would not fly anywhere in WWE. So. Who knows? Maybe he needs that structure, but of course now, what do you think, Chairman, this means for AEW? I mean, we've seen Samoa Joe kind of looking like he may be the next person in line to fight MJF after the interactions they had at AEW all out, so that's there. I mean, Jay White's on collision, he can carry it. Obviously, you guys got the Bucks and Kenny Omega there too, but where do you think this leaves AEW and the possibility of them losing viewers?
1: There's definitely going to be some fans that are disappointed, angry, and, you know, they. there's probably a, a percentage of the fans that literally maybe only turn into EW in the first place for CM Punk. I mean, it probably won't shake to anything crazy. I mean, I seen the show will still go on, and I don't think it's going to be, like, a massive effect. I mean, I think Cody leaving might have be more of a blow, honestly, And we still talk about all the time how ever since Cody left, the whole product went to shit, and I still feel that way. And, you know, I mean, I guess now Collision might be open for Kenny the Bucks to show up, or, you know, I heard someone say Brian Danielson might be the face of the place. I don't know, but um, AEW just needs to put this behind them, and I haven't heard a single thing about Jungle Boy when he's coming back, but whatever. Um, Obviously, MJF's title reign's continuing. I think they're doing some tournament thing for someone to face him, like you said, Samoa Joe, would be a good opportunity for, you know, MJF to fight him, so since everyone knows about the old Joe pushing him back in the NXT days, so they can call that back, but I don't know. As far as me personally, AEW is really losing its interest with me. I'm to the point now where I don't watch Dynamite anymore. Like, the backstage news is more entertaining me. Like, they just need to like, figure shit out. Tony Khan needs to figure it out. Some people are like AW still and that's cool. I have no problem with it. But I'm I'm more of a WWE fan right now because there's layers to the stories and the matches. I mean, yeah, you can have a five and a half star match or a seven star match or messer wants to call up. But if there's no story, there's no development of characters, then I'm hundred percent not interested. Like if I want to see a bunch of guys beat the crap out of each other, I can just watch New Japan.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me it's always tough because Wednesday night is my bowling night, and I bowl pretty much from September to March, and I try to watch it this summer too, but again, Wednesday night, again, bowling night. I got a bowling during the summer, and I, try, I I follow along on Twitter. I watch the stuff that seems interesting, but I mean, yeah, I mean, go ahead and criticize us if you want, but I think WWE is the hotter product right now, no matter how you try to slice it. I mean, their crowds are huge. You know, they've been selling out arenas. They sold out Pittsburgh's arena for payback the other night. Um, it's, you know, obviously there's, you know, even without Roman Reigns, we've got Cody, we've got LA Knight, we've got the Usos now in separate shows, which we'll talk about. There's just a lot to like about the WWE right now, whereas AEW, yes, All Out had some great matches on it and was a very good wrestling show. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like, it could have been also two really good episodes of Dynamite, and not having people have to pay fifty bucks on back-to-back episodes, uh, or back-to-back weekends to pay for your pay-per-views. Just business-wise, it doesn't really make too much sense. So, we'll see what happens this week with the first full non um, non uh, you know non CM Punk shows that go ahead that go forward now with dynamite and with collision and with rampage this week if people still even watch rampage who the hell knows um so we'll see what happens with there like we said Samoa Joe looks like to be MJF's next opponent uh so we'll see what goes on with MJF and Adam Cole there's just it's a lot going on in AEW right now we'll see if this news ends up being a positive or a negative for them <laughs> Excuse me, in the weeks ahead now as they build to another pay per view Wrestle Dream in October. Um so they're really pushing their luck if they think they can get people to pay fifty dollars every other month. I mean you gotta consider if was it full gear is in November, so it's another pay per view right after that. So we'll see what happens with AEW. Um over on the WWE side of things, we had payback take uh, take place this past Saturday in Pittsburgh. Uh what chairman, before I get into it, what were your thoughts on the show?
1: Overall, it was a good show. I enjoyed most of the matches. There was some filler stuff. and ran a little long, so of course, by the time the main event came around, I was a little on the drowsy side, so I probably didn't take it in and enjoy it as much as I probably could have. Um, highlights for me were definitely the tag team street fight between KO, Sami Zayn, and Judgment Day. I mean, that was my personal favorite match of the night. Um, but overall, I thought it was a solid show. I was a little disappointed, though. They didn't have the presser at the end. I mean, I was always looking forward to those, having Triple H come out and some of the wrestlers so kind of bummed they didn't do that but overall i had fun
0: yeah, I watched it the next morning. I was out Saturday night, so I watched most of it the next morning. Uh, I had seen the results beforehand, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought Becky and Trish was one of the best women's matches of the year. I mean, kudos to Trish for going out there and taking the bumps like she did. I mean, if you've seen the pictures of her after the match, she had uh, welts, uh, some pretty good bruises on the on her forehead, so props to her for going out there and going all out there. Uh, I agree with you that like you said the tag match was awesome. I had to deduct a little bit of a couple points from it only because uh, Kevin O Was in a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey, and I am a Buffalo Sabres fan, and I hate the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, so I had to deduct it just a little bit from that. But otherwise, uh, very solid match with, like you said, Judgment Day coming out on top now, and Judgment Day having. Title. everybody has titles, Finn and Damian Priest, the tag champs, Dominic, the North American champion, and Rhea, the women's world champion after she retained against Raquel Rodriguez in, I don't know, probably the worst match on the night. I skipped the Rey Mysterio-Austin Theory match, so I can't say for sure because I didn't want to watch that match in the time I had on Sunday. Uh, LA Knight defeated The Miz uh, to kind of give him the rub and give him his first i guess big feud win if you want to say that uh for his uh rising wwe career (laughs) excuse me um also we now have jay uso is officially a member of the raw roster with jimmy uso still on smackdown now they said that in order for jay to come over to raw they had to do a trade to send somebody to smackdown and we don't know who it is. I don't know when it's going to be announced. There's, you know, a lot of people think the obvious answer is Cody Rhodes. I don't know if they would do that. I mean, that's the logical way to get to Cody Roman is by having Cody go over to SmackDown, but uh, Cody's still advertised for a few raws coming up. So unless he appears on both shows, I don't know if they would do that. I think Cody is somebody that would still appear even if he was advertised, uh, even if he was on a different brand. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you would actually move Cody over to SmackDown just for an easy way to get to Roman Cody next year at WrestleMania. I'm sure there's other ways you could probably do it. I don't know who would be the right answer uh for to move over to Raw, or, for to move over to SmackDown, excuse me, but it's going to be good seeing Jay over on the raw side of things. He's got a new theme music. He's got the crowd already doing it. His, like hand movement to it. So that'll be something that'll look cool when it gets fully over. Uh, I wonder, the first thing I thought of when I saw Jay Uso on raw now is that he, maybe he's the guy that beats Gunther for the intercontinental title. I, maybe somebody tweeted that. Maybe it was even you chairman that tweeted that, but I saw somebody tweet saying that Jay Uso should be the guy to beat Gunther for the intercontinental title. And, it kind of makes sense. I mean, we saw uh, if you watched, if you didn't see it, go out of your way to watch Gunther vs. Chad Gable last night from Raw with Gunther winning, and now becoming the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. But uh, yeah, Jey Uso is somebody that sticks out right there. Is somebody you could logically have beat Gunther, and then if you want to move Gunther on to Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Title at WrestleMania, losing to Jey Uso is nothing to like. That would him down a peg, I think, but I guess, Chairman, your thoughts on Jey Uso, who could be going to SmackDown, and I guess just tying Gunther into that as well.
1: Yeah, that um, Jey Uso showing up on uh, Payback was definitely something I wasn't expecting when, like you know, Cody Rhodes was the one doing the same of Grayson Waller. I did enjoy Grace Waller saying, you were gone for like a whole two weeks or something like that. It's like, yeah, yeah that was kind of weird. So, they're literally separating Jay and Jimmy. They're literally doing Ray and Dominate from last year again. We're putting Ray on the other show. So, you yeah, so guys interact with WrestleMania. That's all this is. And I'm fine with it, honestly. You know, because this will definitely give both Jimmy and Jay their own identity. They got their own stories to tell now. So, keep them apart. You know, obviously, Royal Rumble season's coming up, you know, down the road here. We can have an interaction at the Royal Rumble and then you can start building toward WrestleMania. That match is definitely going to happen. Probably every key be the referee too, whatever. That'll be fun. Uh, as far as who's going over, I mean, Cody Rhodes definitely seems like the one person I would definitely say because obviously Cody has to finish the story and there's no easier way to do it than put him back on SmackDown. And honestly, I think SmackDown kind of needs another megastar, especially if Roman Reigns, you know, he kind of comes and goes Cody can be that megastar for that show. Raw, we've seen, has enough major players. Raw has Seth Rollins. Raw has the Judgment Day. Raw has KO and Sammy. And now they got Jey Uso. They got Drew McIntyre. You know, they got Gunther. They got plenty of guys. They also got a pretty healthy women's division, too, you know, with Becky and Rhea. So, honestly, a star of Cody's power should go to SmackDown. And, you know, I mean, what's Cody going to do? Tease and Seth Rollins, you know, a thousand times again? We know Cody wants to be the one to beat Roman. That's what the, like the majority of the fans want. I mean, you're looking up and down that entire roster of Raw right now, and it's like, who would go over there? Like, I just don't see no other logical choice to be a major threat. I mean, especially when Roman's basically beat everybody. I mean, Seth Rollins ain't going over there. I mean, he's the world champion of Raw. So, I mean, other than that, it's like, look up and down that roster. I cannot think of nobody else. I think that's why Cody put that whole thing together, getting J two there. Cause I think, you know, he's broken some magic behind the scenes there. So that's my shot. I agree with you. I think it's Cody. I I, I can't see another option.
0: Yeah. And you have a top baby face and Seth Rollins that can carry, obviously be the top face on raw. Jay Uso can easily slide into your number two face on raw. Uh, it's you know not it, it misses a little bit of a beat because I think Cody is probably obviously higher than them, but it's not like Raw is lacking for depth at all at the moment. I mean we have Drew McIntyre sitting there; he could always do something. Uh, you know they've they've given a little bit of a push now to Chad Gable and treated him more seriously with this run of matches that he's had with Gunther, so that's a positive. But, yeah, I mean, it's not like Raw would be really, really hurting without uh, Cody Rhodes, especially with, you know, football season coming up. Yeah, I'm sure the numbers will be down a little bit because of football starting next Monday. So there's that. But Cody going over to SmackDown probably helps Fox. Uh, you know, Fox will be happy to give them a little bit of a boost. And, you know, getting to Cody Roman is a, a positive in a way that you don't have to have Cody win the Rumble again. But uh, also on Gunther chairman, who do you think? Do you think Gunther loses a title before he goes to the world title? Do you think Gunther holds on to it when we get champion versus champion? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I did tweet that out about Jey Uso being the one that beat him. And I think, uh, I don't know when they would pull the trigger on that. That's tough. I mean, Gunther would definitely be a heavy favorite to win the Rumble this year. Well, next year, or whatever. But because he was, what, runner-up this past year, right? So, Maybe he does win it. Maybe he goes all the way. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with Seth Rollins, first off, is how much longer can he go? I think if me thinking, you know, Seth Rollins probably wants to carry the title into WrestleMania. He wants the main event WrestleMania 40, and he deserves that right to do so. I'm sure it's a two-nighter again, so give him one night and give uh, Roman the other night. And, obviously, he probably drops the title. Maybe he doesn't make it there. Who knows? You still got the Damian Priest briefcase floating around. You got other factors. So maybe Seth Mason, maybe you don't, but you know, Guther could definitely be a Royal Rumble winner and a challenger. You know, maybe he's the one that challenges Roman and beats so him. Think of the rub that would be. That'd be cool as hell. I before that, but uh, I think Jay would. Have, I think Jay would definitely be a cool Intercontinental Champion, and I think a lot of fans would get behind that too. And that would definitely uh, give him like a solo thing. You know, like talking about solo as his brother. That's funny. But uh, you know, like his own his own story. You know, so. And then maybe we can have Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental title. Now, that would be freaking cool.
0: Yeah, that would definitely be a good way to go. gives the Intercontinental title even more prestige. And it's already, you know, obviously it has prestige now. But, you know, having the Jay versus Jimmy blow off match there for the Intercontinental title, just big time match feel like that, I think would be good. Uh, and like you said, yeah, I mean, hell, I know we talk about Gunther versus Seth Islands. I would be all for, as much as everybody thinks it's Cody Roman, I would be all for Gunther versus Roman again. I mean, I know that kind of puts Cody on the side and probably keeps Cody fighting Seth, but hell, I mean, Gunther beating Roman, I think, would be awesome and would just make Gunther, obviously, he is a top star already in my eyes, but for anybody that would still doubt him that immediately launches Gunther into the top stratosphere of WWE current wrestlers and maybe even all time. I mean, I'm so glad that he's getting the the run that he's getting with the Intercontinental title with Triple H in charge becoming the longest reigning Intercontinental champion. I mean, we talk about it all the time. We go back to that Survivor Series where he was part of the NXT team and eliminated within the first 3 minutes and you're like, "Well, I guess this is never happening with Vince in charge." And then Vince Kind of leaves, and Gunther gets in extremely good shape. And here we are now with Gunther being one of the top stars in the WWE. So that's a positive there. Um, We talked about Judgment Day. We talked about them now having all the titles. Uh, Rhea Ripley's fighting, I guess, Raquel Rodriguez again for the Women's World title next week. I don't think Rhea's losing there. Um, I mean, Judgment Day is now pretty much the... The group on Raw, um, without even after going after the world title, because you figure Finn's had his shot at Seth Rollins already, so that's probably not going to happen again. So we don't know what Seth's next opponent is going to be. Um, I mean, maybe they actually just go with Damian Priest or they do some run with Dominic. Who knows? Uh, I don't think Rhea's losing the title anytime soon. I mean, we saw uh, on Payback that Tiffany Stratton was in... I was at the show and now there's Tiffany uh, Stratton, Becky Lynch program. And I actually just saw that Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton are fighting next week for the NXT Women's Championship. So I guess this is a way to keep uh, Becky away from Rhea for the time being, to keep them separated. If you want to build to Becky versus Rhea uh, at WrestleMania next year, which I think we all agree is a smart thing to do. Uh, I'm just curious what happens next with Damian Priest and his Money in the Bank briefcase, if he ends up holding it for a little bit here or if we get any closer to a possible cash and especially with you know kind of the doldrums not say the doldrums but like a slow time for WWE where you got september and october before we kind of ramp it up a little bit to Survivor series and jump into uh wrestlemania season i think it'd be interesting to give damian priest even just a try as a world champ though i don't think seth is losing anytime soon but what are your thoughts here uh chairman on judgment day and their rise to the top on raw
1: you know, if Dominic works his magic and recruits Jay Uso, that would be huge.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, yeah, sure it would be. <laughs>
1: uh. I mean I gotta give credit for Dom. That was a that was a good promo on him and you know, don't trying to recruit Jay Uso there. Like I didn't see that coming, but he sold it pretty well. Good for Dom. And he wasn't in front of the crowd, so the freaking fans couldn't round him out. So we actually could hear him talk for the first time in forever. But yeah, Judgment Day is uh becoming a force. You know, they got the JD McConnell factor as well. I really don't know where that's going. Uh, I mean, they won the tag titles, which needed to be done, honestly. And now, you know, the Money in the Bank briefcase is so weird. They're finally kind of away from Seth Rollins. So it's kind of good because now the cash-in could be unexpected. I would love for them to try to cash in on Roman, though. I think that would be crazy because it would be expected. And obviously there will be an opportunity to do so probably at survivor series. I would assume that's probably when we see Roman next around for a while. Uh, maybe before, I don't know what Roman's plans are, but I think, you know, judgment day, strength in numbers, you know, get judgment day and bloodline, you know, maybe Jay maybe does join with uh Diamond friends and then we can do bloodline versus uh judgment day at survivor series in a war games match. That's probably off the grid, but I think it'd be cool if we did something like that. But yeah, you know, uh, the tag division might be a little stronger now with some change as much as Sammy and Kayo were fun and we, we cheered for them, but creative just failed those guys for the summer, unfortunately. But, uh, you notice I mean, we were talking about before about those hockey jerseys. I thought it was kind of funny that Sammy had that penguin jersey on just for a little bit for the pop. And then he like ditched it immediately. And Ko was like wearing it all night long and blood. Cause I think Sammy's a true, uh, Canadians fan. So he didn't want to, he didn't want to wear that penguin jersey. no more than he had to, but, um, yeah, I don't know what's next for those guys, but, um, yeah, it's be interesting to see who kind of challenges Judgment Day for the tag titles, see what plans are for Mr. Senior Money in the Bank, holding off Rhea from Becky until tell WrestleMania would be cool. I know we talked about doing Rhea and Bianca Belair, and that still might happen to WrestleMania 40, you know, but, you know, Rhea definitely needs some stronger opponents. You know, she Raquel is better than what she's had, but, you know, she, I think Rhea's best work is just for Judgment Day right now. Like she doesn't need the championship she's already over but you know let her dominate they need a dominant women's champion they've had a few actually honestly but Rhea's this breakout women of the year by far uh Becky and Tiffany Stratton will be interesting to see because I know uh Tiffany dissed Becky when she was like forgot that she never did win the NXT women's championship major overlook there's probably some fans that didn't realize that either like that weren't hardcore to NXT you know years ago but yes Becky did not win that title so maybe she writes that wrong and beats her and does a little run down there and gets some Fan interest and some viewers on Tuesdays For a little brief period of time So honestly I don't think that would be a bad thing to have Becky Beat Barbie
0: Yeah from what I've seen of Tiffany Stratton I kind of like her work I mean She really gets into the Whole like you know Preppy, pretty rich girl character and even some of the highlights i haven't watched a full match but even some of the highlights i've seen of her matches she looks like she's improving from what i remember the first few times i saw her wrestle so anytime i see somebody improving like that and kind of diving into fully into their gimmick i think it's it's worthwhile and like you said becky will go down there becky will help her out Becky might win the title. Maybe that gives NXT the chance to have more overall viewers in AEW Dynamite, which I'm sure will just cause a frenzy among the wrestling uh, internet community. But I agree with you, too, on Sami and Kevin Owens. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, obviously they got the big moment at WrestleMania. Everything got built up to it. And it's one of Triple H's, I think, you know, like you said, failures as his tenure of the head of creative is that there's really – wasn't any follow-up with them after their big win and their feud with Usos, so it kind of became okay. They're tagging along with Cody, or they're tagging along with Seth, and they're just kind of the guys that tag along with the top baby phase. That's kind of where we got with these guys, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. And like you said, we don't know what's next for these guys. I hope they don't turn Kevin Owens heel, because I don't need to see the. I mean, I don't want to see, I don't need to see the KO Sami Zayn story again, but. Let Kevin Owens keep doing what he's doing. I mean, that I will say that uh, that dive that he did this past Saturday um, was pretty cool. There's a pretty cool photo out there of 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 him doing the dive from like the ground level with him flipping. So that's a pretty cool look. Um, A photo if you haven't gone out there and seen it yet. And like I said, we also had L.A. Knight uh, beat the Miz and you know with John Cena as a special guest referee for their match and L.A. Knight. Kind of getting the the Cena rub slash stamp of approval, uh, from you know the match afterwards where John Cena raised, shook his hand then raised his hand to give L A Knight the, the quote unquote thumbs up that he endorses this guy. If there was anybody out there that still really didn't endorse him, um, I do wonder what is next for him. I'm assuming the Miz feud is over. I mean. We have Jimmy Uso back on SmackDown two and AJ Styles. He cost AJ Styles his match against Solo Sequoia this past week, so maybe it's a situation where AJ is the next guy up for Roman. I don't think they would do LA Knight versus Roman Reigns, at least not yet, and obviously not at WrestleMania. I but I'm curious to see what ends up happening with him going forward if he goes at the you know, maybe he goes after Ray for the US title. But uh, do you have your thoughts change at all about LA Knight after uh, his payback on Saturday, Chairman?
1: I think he should do a match with John Cena. I think uh, there was a little tension, I think on the stage there. I don't think LA Knight wanted the endorsement. Hopefully. I think he wanted to pave his own road, like he's been doing for the last, you know, 20 years or so. But uh, I guess we'll find out on SmackDown. I guess John Cena stick around for a while from what they're saying, because I don't know if it's just a writer's strike and he's got nothing else to do, but you know, I definitely you know want to see maybe an LA Knight John Cena match or maybe if the rumors are true that we spoke of earlier about Cody Rhodes jumping ship to SmackDown, you know maybe they can do a Cody John Cena at one of these upcoming Premier Live events. I think people will lose their shit for either one of those matches with John Cena, and it'd be a good use for John Cena either have him go against you know one of the biggest baby faces and well they're both the biggest baby faces basically. I don't I don't I know a lot of people like LA Knight, but he's kind of like a tweener character. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting where finally pulling him the face now. He did fight the Miz, or whoever he is, the Miz. It's wild out there. I don't know what they're doing, but um, I don't see LA Knight and Roman Reigns happening. I mean, it's like you said before, AJ Styles. I don't think he's tested Roman Reigns yet in this super long reign of three years now plus. So, it's you know he did the thing of solo, so it's maybe his turn. You know they do that program. Unfortunately, AJ Styles' stock has kind of drifted downwards in the last few years. You know, I think it's more so his choice, maybe kind of scaling back. But you know, it feels like white-hot AJ Styles from, like, 2016-17, oh, yeah, he definitely have a chance to take down Roman. But now it's like, okay, it's just another cog in the machine, go through. So I don't know what's going to happen for all those guys. SmackDown will definitely be worth checking out, though.
0: Yeah, the only AJ Roman stuff I can think of is back when Roman was still, like... After the Shield Roman and back, like uh, what was that? Two thousand? If you said fifteen, sixteen, I think. I think when Roman they had that match. I feel like they had a match right after AJ Styles debuted at the debut year. They had one of the first matches there, and both matches were really good, if I remember correctly. Um, obviously, I wouldn't expect anything different from those guys going forward. But it's a good little feud to take time. Um, take time, you know. For Roman if he comes back Like you said John Cena is supposed to be On the next few Smackdowns With the writer's strike Going on Um, So that'll be a positive Boost for Smackdown If Roman Reigns isn't there Uh, You know John Cena obviously Is almost a better Thing for them Going forward Depending on who He ends up feuding with But getting John Cena Over on Fox On the Smackdown side Of things again Is probably something That makes Fox happy That they have One of the biggest stars Probably the biggest star In the WWE From the last 10 years On Smackdown To fill the void When Roman isn't there But Trying to think if we have anything else we want to cover uh, from Payback. Like I said, uh, Becky Trish was a very good match. I think if you told me to rank women's matches so far this year, I'd probably put... um, um, I got Charlotte and Rhea from WrestleMania ahead of this one, uh, I think. I think I would probably give that the Slight Edge. I remember that match getting really, really good over the last 10 minutes. And like I said, nothing against Becky versus Trish, but WrestleMania, that match had way more stakes to it. Um, so that gets a little bit more of a higher nod in my book, personally, if you were to ask me that. Ah, did I miss anything else from these last few weeks, or from these last week? I don't think I did. Uh, We talked, obviously, about the main story about CM Punk being fired. We talked about the payback fallout as far as Raw went. Uh, We had a few things we talked about. Jey Uso, we talked about Gunther uh, retaining the Intercontinental title. Uh, A pretty solid week overall for the WWE, and like I said... We'll see what's going to happen next for AEW going forward without CM Punk being there. And we'll see what kind of stuff they have leaning into uh, Dynamite this coming Wednesday. So for my co-host, Chairman Steven Vincent, I am Justin C. signing off. And we will talk to you guys later.